My name is Christopher McKinnon and you're listening to the Notes from Dad to Son podcast. A podcast from a dad who's still trying to figure it all out in time for his son being old enough to start asking the questions. Welcome to Notes from Dad to Son, episode 26, Death, part 2. So we come to the end of season 2 of Notes from Dad to Son, which means I'll be changing the music for the intro and outro for the next series. And we live in a darker time at the moment than when I first started this podcast. A darker time even in the, the last time I had any thoughts on death, which was episode 13. Thirty-six thousand nine hundred and thirty-nine deaths today from coronavirus around the world. 770,293 cases of which only 160,243 have recovered. In the UK where I live, since yesterday an additional 180 people have died. The total number of people who have died from coronavirus in the UK as of today is 1,408. So today, as I'm recording this, is the 30th of March. This episode will be going out on Thursday, the 2nd of April. The UK is in lockdown. People have to stay at home. No unnecessary journeys or social contact. Only leave home for essential shopping, medical needs, exercise once a day. And if you're like me, you can travel to and from work if absolutely necessary. And there are certain people that are allowed to do that. People who work in the health profession, the caring profession, people who work in retail and food and other other industries that if people were not working, the country would truly grind to a halt. So public gatherings of more than two people are banned, excluding the people you live with. No one is allowed to visit other people's houses or socialize outside of your home. And the police will be able to fine you if you don't follow the rules. And the police have been doing that in the UK as of late. 
But little wonder when at the weekend in Derby they had to break up a party of 25 people having a barbecue. And before that, people just not really observing the rules with social distancing and whatnot. So Caroline is back at work this week. She was meant to be back on Thursday. She's been called in two days early. Two of her colleagues are unwell. Fortunately, our rotas are such that she can only work when I'm not working. So immediately following my shift finishing and me getting home tomorrow, she'll be starting work at her place for a few hours. So, living in separate households, we get to travel between them when dropping Fraser off or picking Fraser up to go elsewhere to either her place or my place before or after one of us finishes a shift. So it's a little bit of a context for what's going on at the moment. A lot of people in mourning right now for this, the lifestyles that they used to have up until a few weeks ago. Things that they enjoyed, things that they took for granted. Restaurants, for one thing. Pubs, for another. Attending concerts. Sports arenas. And just being allowed to stand within two meters of someone you know, being able to give hugs to other family members who don't live in your house, being able to pop round to your mum's house for a cup of tea. All the little things people took for granted, gone, finished, for the foreseeable future. This morning on the news it was suggested for at least six months. Again that entirely depends on how people behave. Personal protective equipment it's a bit of a hot topic right now because it protects people who need that equipment to do their jobs on the front line when working with people who may potentially be very ill from getting the same disease and illness as them and it's in short supply And a lot of the people who really desperately need that to do their jobs just simply do not have it yet. My home, on the other hand, where I work, along with others, 
received guidance on how to order equipment and stock through a phone number and did just that received the stock and in the days since it's come to light that other homes did not order the stock and now need the stock so things like face masks that we had in stock have been borrowed by other homes under the caveat that they will return the favour whenever their ordered stock arrives but it will be a bit later because they didn't order theirs on time so yeah lots of lots of people going crazy at home working from home where they possibly can other people in isolation due to having the symptoms or someone in their household having the symptoms speaking of which what are they fever tiredness continuous cough, breathing difficulties. So where does this leave us? You know, the government has decided that they're going to eventually help the people that are self-employed but there's a gap of people out there who had started jobs before all this had come to pass and have since been let go by their employers and somehow that means they don't qualify for the assistance that's been afforded other people Banks are offering mortgage breaks, offering loans. Anybody that was in the process of selling their house or moving house probably won't be managing to do that now. They will have lost out on the legal fees associated with that. So it's getting tricky out there some supermarkets you're having to queue up outside others you can go in and they've put tape on the floor near the tills to encourage you to keep your distance it's very tricky very strange times to live in just now. The streets are mostly dead, mostly empty. 
Traffic has never been quieter. It's very eerie going to work for an early shift these days. Still eerie finishing in an afternoon. The usual hustle and bustle simply does no longer exist as I pass through Paisley Town Centre on the way home. Closed shopping centres, closed shops, closed museum. Buses are still running, infrequently though, and usually with just a couple of people on them. Very, very odd. And in the ways that people try and, and deal with this, delving into projects at home that they haven't been able to make a start on or continue, which is fine if you're able to stay at home. My sister um, works as a vet nurse. From tomorrow, her job has been furloughed. Essentially means that she'll be staying at home and receiving 80% of her pay. And as a vet nurse, she cannot um, do that job from home, so there we are. She's learning Icelandic by book. <laughs> it's a keen interest of hers. As for me, I don't really have any free time. Um, because most of my time will be taken up with looking after Fraser. when I'm off work because Caroline will be at work on those days and in the four weeks ahead assuming nothing else changes with Caroline's shifts we will have just two days off at the same time together and I think of kids at school who are learning from home probably through apps and web browsers and things like that distance learning shall we call it and I think of others who were perhaps in nursery and are no longer able to attend nursery. Thinking about Fraser, he would be getting a nursery placement for August. It's still up in the air whether this will all be over by then. But in the meantime, he's missing out on his little playgroup thing that he would go to on a Friday. So his only socialization right now is me and Caroline. Unless in the street 
he happens to point or wave at another passerby. And I wonder how this is going to affect things going forward. With him being so young, hopefully it will not have that great an impact, but you know, for kids that just started school last year and now it's on hold that environment it's going to be very strange whenever it all comes to pass that it's going back away again so I'm not speaking 100% in this episode about literal death I suppose more the sense of of change and changes that are underway in society at the moment that people are having to adapt to and other people are at the mercy of people who live in abusive households where they're having to stay in those households what kind of support are they getting very dark dark times funerals should anyone die funerals are all only going to be for the nearest and dearest and it's going to be difficult arranging them Some doctors are saying that we are soon going to come to a point where they'll have to make decisions about who they can treat and who they won't. Our nurse practitioner is having conversations with the clients families to try and have them accept having the do not attempt resuscitation form in place because for many of them CPR just is not going to work or have any benefit anyway never mind in the event of them succumbing to COVID-19 there is a little piece of good news though um, we're able to use Skype now thanks to the provision of some tablets and I did the contact details for many of the clients families today only one out of the three tablets is working which is unfortunate but today two clients were able to speak to their loved ones face to face for the first time in who knows how long so I suppose that's the the little silver lining in this really dark cloud we're all living under at the moment.
So everything here is on hold. You know, I'm not going to have time to, to carry on doing the stripping of wallpaper. <laughs> as slow as that was before anyway. Of the hiring of a painter or decorator to come in. All I can do is continue to save for the legal fees and and all that for whenever things are settled and I can actually start the process of maybe selling this flat that I live in. I suppose another silver lining for other people is the money they're saving by having to stay in the house and not eating out at restaurants not going to the cinemas, not going to the pubs, which are all shut. But then I suppose if you, if you're bored, there'll be other ways and means to spend money. You know, last week, simply on the basis that after finishing a shift, I was not prepared to stand and wait in a queue for ages in the cold to go into a supermarket, order a pizza. It's an interesting thing. You know, takeaway places are still open. Drivers are still doing deliveries. But it's an expensive thing to have to do. If you have to do it too often. Other people having to stay at home with the weather being as cold as it's been recently or having to use heating that they otherwise wouldn't have had to use. So energy bills may be an increase for them. That may already be a strain for people who are having to pick between food and heating. Uh, food and heating. So we're expecting, for some reason a lot of people are expecting a great change, a great coming together of society at the end of all of this. You know, the Pope was asking for people around the world to put aside their wars and come together as a common humanity and work together to overcome the coronavirus and COVID-19. But the cynic in me, and I think I maybe said this last week as well, but the cynic in me just does not hold that optimism. For that to, to last, even if it were to come about, It may change the way that humans live on this planet, but not in terms of how they treat one another. So
lots of other people thinking about getting their wills arranged and documented powers of attorney arranged and documented and things like that and it's something I've said that I've thought about doing for a long time off and on but like everyone else I'm a deluded human who believes himself to be alive and not likely to die anytime soon contrary to the reality that I will die at some point in time and these times are uncertain well they're uncertain anyway but I suppose when you've got a global pandemic it helps people to reflect on their mortality a little bit more than just the mundane day-to-day business of living life would on the bright side I'm less likely to be in a road traffic accident and air pollution has decreased but there are some truly sickening people out there people who have been coughing in the faces of health workers, police and some have been apprehended I read about a 30 something year old woman who a week or so ago had ran up to a 7 year old and stabbed them to death apparently they have mental health issues but you know you think you would think that with less people out in the streets that that would be something that would be less likely to happen it goes to show that even with social distancing and less people on the streets no one is truly safe from another and I know that that's a potentially derogatory for someone who has mental health issues but I honestly don't care. I don't share a positive opinion of people with mental health issues going out and attacking other people. I mean, their perceptions of reality are altered by their illness, certainly, but it's it's not something that sits well with me that this could be something that people would just do 
even having mental health issues. I mean, I don't, I don't know what was going on in that person's mind. I don't, don't even, don't even want to go where the parents would be at that time, seeing that happening to their child and not being able to save them. thinking that their kid was safe and and not so some risks may be reduced others perhaps not so people will die lots and lots of people will die from COVID-19 but people are going to die regardless and it seems important to to me to remind myself and others that even without this going on we all have a mortality we have a finite time here on earth and we don't know how long that is for you know, even in the best of health, we do not know how long that is for. So, treat one another kindly for now. Get into that habit, I suppose. See if we can keep it up after this and prove my pessimism wrong anyway until next time take care